On this episode of Canadian Kidney Conversations, we have a very special guest, a true friend and honorary Canadian. We gave him exam and he passed. We would like to welcome our good friend and host of Hope with Jonathan. Jonathan Trailer. It is a pleasure to finally interview Jonathan. Jonathan is a transplanted kidney warrior. He received a kidney transplant in August 2020. Along with his amazing warrior story, he is an amazing advocate bringing awareness to kidney disease in the USA and around the world. His show, Hope with Jonathan, has featured guests from England, Ireland, the USA and many including tonight's host, right here from Canada. So grab a double-double, take off your toque, grab a seat on the Chesterfield and enjoy. Let's turn this over to our host in Toronto, Ontario, Kyle Hockridge in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the first ever episode of Canadian Kidney Conversations. It's a pleasure today to have our first ever guest and our good friend, Jonathan Trailer from Hope with Jonathan. Thank you and welcome, Jonathan. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you for being on Kidney Conversations. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks again, Kyle, for having me. It's a, it's a, a real honor to uh, be your uh, first guest on the uh, Canadian Kidney Conversation podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Canadian Kidney Conversations wouldn't be born and developed if it wasn't for our friend with our friend Jonathan, with a little bit of push from him and a little guidance he got us starting. So thank you for getting us going here. Oh, no problem at all. Um, I I felt like that you know it would be a a good way for you guys to. uh, you know, do some things in the kidney community other than what you were doing all, all you know, all, already with the uh, Kidney Warrior merch. So we understand you're from Louisville, Kentucky, now residing in Texas, just outside of San Antonio, Texas. But here you are on the Canadian show. We gave you a fake Canadian citizenship exam and you passed, allowing you to join us today. It's truly a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> Well, uh, Kyle, yeah, although I've never been to Canada, I have interviewed quite a few uh, Canadians on my show. And uh, one thing in particular that I'll pick out uh, that I've noticed about most uh, Canadians is that you guys are really, really, really friendly, uh, first off. And uh, just, uh, you know, a real delight to interview. And just uh, and then Kyle, uh, you know, of course, reached out to me uh, months ago. Uh, and, uh, we, we became quick, quick friends and, uh, had a lot in common, things like that. So, uh, it, it's, it's been a real honor to get to know you, Kyle. And, uh, I kind of feel like I'm sort of an honorary Canadian, but, uh, one day I'd like to get up there and actually visit, uh, Canada, hopefully, uh, when all this, uh, COVID stuff, uh, kind of settles down. <laughs> You're more than welcome to come up here. We have a couch for you to sleep on. oh man that's that would be awesome (laughs) but for those that don't know the relationship between hope with jonathan and canadian kidney conversations and also kwm kidney warrior merch um let me just give a little backstory you've given a little bit but i'll i'll elaborate on it last october i was looking for an interview um an interview show for kidney warriors through our Kidney Warrior merch platform to have a Warrior of the Month. And I was looking around the internet and I came across Hope with Jonathan, checked out a couple of his shows and reached out to him and said, hey, I have this idea. How how would you like to join in where I'm going to have a Warrior of the Month and could you interview that Warrior of the Month? My It was like one Zoom call we did. And a couple of days later, he was right on board. And we started this collaboration between the two, KWM and Hope with Jonathan. So it's really an honor for me to finally be a guest, to be interviewing you. I've been a guest on your show six, seven times, even maybe up to 10. I, I can't even remember how many times as a we've been interviewed and we've been guest hosting so yep. it's a true honor to have you here. You want to take a moment and just, I know you gave a little bit, but you want to tell your side of the story when I reached out to you? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, when Kyle first reached out, you know, I just, 
I wasn't sure exactly what to uh, expect. Uh, you know, I just had this guy from Canada, uh, you know, reaching out to me and said he seen what I was doing and he, you know, he liked what I was doing, uh, in the kidney community. So, you know, when, uh, when I met Kyle, uh, uh, he seemed like, you know, a really uh, nice individual and, uh, you know, he was, he was married of course and had children and, you know, I, I, I married of course for 20 years to Melissa and I have two, uh, you know, children as well. And, um, so, you know, and then when he started discussing about what he was doing with, uh, kidney warrior merch and, uh, what I was doing with hope with Jonathan, you know, we just, we quickly connected, uh, cause it seemed like we were on the same, same wavelength and, uh, doing the same thing and wanting to achieve the same goals. And that was to, um, you know, educate and inspire others and, uh, give, give other patients, uh, hope and, uh, give them a platform to, uh, share their story and uh it was just a it was it was a great uh great connection that was made and uh you know uh through through uh through some time me and Kyle have actually become pretty good friends and uh like i said we've got quite a bit in common uh in what we're doing with the kidney community but uh you know it's been a great connection because you know we've interviewed quite a few and featured uh, some really great uh, guests on uh, Hope with Jonathan, where Kyle's came on and co-hosted, where we featured uh, the Warrior of the Month. And, um, you know, we uh, one in particular we just did with uh, Michelle S- uh, Siverston. Uh, that was a great interview. I mean, we, we've even, uh, we even hosted uh, an international interview that we did uh, with Dee Moore from, uh, from England. Uh, so that was a really cool interview. Um, you know, so it's just been an awesome, uh, connection that, uh, we, you know, we've made, um, you know, by way of, uh, uh, just through connecting through social media. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been truly awesome. And, you know, I can, you're not just, we're not in business. We're not, we, we built a friendship, a collaboration and, it's it's been amazing from day one and on how this has gone a while back we've had some conversations jonathan about canada and a lot about this show we like to keep a lot of canadian content but being in the u.s you during our conversations you've said to me a couple of times i didn't know that actor was canadian i didn't know that band was canadian you want to just give some of the listeners, you know, some of the things that you realize that you had a connection to Canada before me that, you know, some of your favorite movies, some of your favorite Canadian bands, anything on the media platform or any other connection you've had? Oh, sure. So, yeah, I just noticed like uh, after me and Kyle kind of connected that, you know, some of the things in my life that, you know, I, I had already been kind of connected to uh, Canada from like some of the bands like uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, you know, I used mm-hmm. to listen to those and, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, Bare Naked Ladies, they, they're from Canada too, you know. And then Kyle, Kyle was kind of informing me uh, of some of these things uh, along the way. But uh, like, uh, you know, my kids, of course, they like uh, my daughter, like Justin Bieber and uh, Drake and just, you know, some different artists out there that are, you know, popular nowadays that, you know, Kyle would remind me, Hey, they're, they're from Canada. And so, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, so it's just, it's kind of crazy now cause it's coincidental, but you know, it's just like, I was already, uh, you know, following, uh, or, you know, kind of, uh, knowledgeable of, of some Canadian artists that were out there that, that were, you know, they were Canadian, but I didn't know that. So, uh, but no, it's, it's really, it's really cool. Really cool thing to find out. So. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them right here from Toronto that you found in our conversations, pretty, pretty neat too, but we did give you an honorary citizenship today. Just don't cry. Just don't try and cross the border with it. It won't work. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Canadian, we don't have the right to give you one, but we're we're honoring you today and bring you know opening with open arms to bring you in Canada. But a lot of us have the, you and I have the same followers. A lot of the same followers um, that follow us on social media with Kidney Warrior merch and Hope with Jonathan, two of the biggest 
the biggest platforms that we run. There's more we do on the back end. So many have heard your story, but for anyone new, because we're hoping to draw in a lot more Canadians that don't know you and don't know much about your show, you received a kidney transplant about a year ago in August 2020. You want to take a moment to tell those meeting you for the first time about your battle with kidney disease and where it began? Uh, yeah, it'd be a pleasure to share my story. So July 8th of uh, 2019, I went into emergency kidney failure due to the fact that uh, my uh, type 2 diabetes and hypertension were just uh, out of control for, for many years. And uh, I had a, I had a few things that had happened along the way before uh, that date uh, that were, uh, you know, some some signs that some things weren't quite right. Uh, you know, I was having urinary tract infections and things like that, and uh, they were they were pretty uh, pretty bad. Uh, you know, they were so bad that I would urinate blood sometimes. Uh, that's how bad they would get. But uh, you know, I had. Uh, on July 8th of 2019, though, I, I had an emergency kidney failure situation happen to me where uh, I ultimately just had no strength. Uh, my breathing was off. My heart was pamphletating. Uh Later on, I found out my potassium had reached the level of, uh, of nine, uh, which uh, here in the States, they wanted to be uh, between like four, four and five. And my score at that time you know, due to blood work was a, was a nine, which was really, really high, uh, caused my heart to, uh, go into like a heart, um, not a heart attack, but it was, uh, you know, just my heart wasn't beating in, in rhythm, uh, the way that it should have been. And, um, anyway, uh, ultimately I, I landed in the emergency room and hospital here and, uh, the hospital here that locally just did not have dialysis. Uh, they didn't have a dialysis machine. And they couldn't treat me. So uh, after they ran the blood work, once I reached the emergency room, they said, we got to get you down to the local hospital uh, in San Antonio. And uh, the quickest way for us to do that is to put you in a helicopter. And uh, they put me in a helicopter and stat flighted me down there. It's about an hour drive if you're driving by car. But uh, in helicopter, I, I made it there in 20 minutes. And... Uh, as soon as they wheeled me out of the helicopter, uh, I, I crashed. And uh, I can still remember the emergency room physician. He, he said, you better grab the crash cart. And uh, they grabbed it, evidently, because uh, I blacked out. And three days later, I, I woke up in the ICU. And they had already taken off uh, like 30 pounds of fluid by hemodialysis. And so I pretty much woke up in the ICU intubated with tubes and hoses and lines and all of, all of the uh, family members were standing around and I was on a machine, uh, you know, with the uh, fluid being taken off and all of the uh, toxins and waste and everything that my body could not uh, take off due to my kidneys being completely failed. Uh, the machine was doing all of that for me. And uh, like I said, I'd already been on that machine for three days. And uh, it was a, it was quite a dramatic experience, Kyle. I uh, literally just escaped uh, death uh, just by, by moments. If I had, uh, you know, not waited any longer, I, uh, the toxins and everything that were in my body were just going to eventually stop my heart. And... Uh, so it, like I said, it was a life-altering uh, experience, and uh, luckily, uh, you know, by the good Lord and prayers and uh, the support of science and uh, technology that they have now, they were able to save my life. And uh, I'm here today to tell the story. But uh, I ultimately stayed uh, in hospital for around two weeks and uh, left the hospital, uh, you know, to do. Uh, continue to do hemodialysis in center. And then uh, I ended up doing that for about 10 months. And then I progressed to home hemodialysis. And uh, that was, that was a, that's a whole nother experience that uh, we could probably podcast on maybe some other time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, my story is a, uh, is a pretty traumatic one. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not the typical, uh, a uh, story, you know, most patients are, are going to the doctor and they know that they're, 
their kidneys are failing them and the, the doctors are staying on top of their labs. I was the, I was the one patient that was, uh, was scared of doctors and had a lot of anxiety and never, never followed up, uh, with, you know, doctors about my diabetes and hypertension. And I, uh, I did what I wanted. I ate what I wanted and didn't feel like I needed the care of doctors, which was, uh, a complete, complete, uh, complete lie. Like you, you definitely, if you, you've got type two diabetes or hypertension, you definitely got to stay on top of it. And, uh, you got to continue to get that medical, uh, you know, healthcare and stay on top of your labs and all of that stuff because, um, and so definitely, uh, if you're listening, come across this podcast for sure. Definitely take care of your type two diabetes and hypertension. Uh, definitely, you know, stay on top of your labs and continue to go to the, the doctors and stay on top of your, your, your labs and stuff, especially if you have type two diabetes or hypertension. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us. Would you like to jump? Uh, so you went on home hemodialysis after 10 months of in-center. Yep. Would you like to, uh, then in August, August, 2020, you got a special phone call. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what happened at that point of your life? And I, your... I could tell you a little bit about home hemodialysis if you'd like. Yeah, uh, sure. So ultimately uh, around uh, March of, uh, of 2020, you know, I got to a point where I was asking a lot of questions and I got very knowledgeable about how the machines were running in center. And I, uh, you know, I got to a point where I was kind of telling the techs how to, how to run me on the, on the dialysis machines. And I think they kind of picked up that I picked up on this stuff pretty quickly. And so they came to me and offered me, uh, some training for home dialysis and asked me if I'd want to do it. Of course, they, the only stipulation was I needed a caretaker. And so mm -hmm. I had to come home and I had to ask my wife, Melissa, you know, for her to, you know, if she could handle it and maybe want to try to do it, you know, and help me out uh, if I wanted to transition to home dialysis. And she said, sure. So we looked at some YouTube videos and uh, she thought that, you know, she could she could learn it and um, thought that she could help me out. So, you know, we did uh, we looked at those videos and, you know, she like I said, she felt like she could do it. So I went back and told him you know, it's a go. I think, uh, I think I'll transition and switch over. And one of the top reasons at the time was COVID had just really gotten really severe in March, which, uh, whether or not it was severe, uh, the year before, or some months before, you know, we could debate that, but it was, it had gotten to about its pinnacle or peak, uh, at that time where March was, it was like, oh man, things were starting to shut down and it, it was really getting bad here. And, uh, you know, and then some of the people that I were going to dialysis center, uh, you know, they weren't the most healthiest, you know, people, they were in really bad shape. And, uh, I just, I felt like I was exposed to a lot of things in center that I just wasn't comfortable with. And, um, I just kind of thought also that I didn't like the schedule because I was mm -hmm. on locked into a schedule of Tuesday thursday saturday and so my mindset mm -hmm. i kind of sort of started getting depressed because i felt like that i was going to be stuck doing dialysis for the rest of my life until i got a transplant that i was probably going to be doing this for uh, forever like this and yeah. you know it just kind of got depressing so i ultimately just decided hey uh, if, if i can do if i'm going to have to do dialysis i'm going to do it on my terms and uh I ultimately, you know, went in and we did the training and, uh, we, you know, we went through the training about three weeks and, uh, ultimately progressed to, to doing it at home. And, uh, uh, like I said, it, it, it was, it was a transition. Uh, you know, you have to have room for all the supplies and, uh, you know, I had, I had boxes of supplies going down the hall and going into, I had to take over a, a hall closet. And I had supplies, you know, literally everywhere. But, um, you know, the one thing about home dialysis is, is that you could do it on your schedule and your time. So, uh, you know, I made a I made a 
uh, packed with my wife that we would be able to maybe, you know, get our weekends back. So we would do dialysis during the week and then I would have most of my weekends back. But, you know, we did that for about three months, um, Mm -hmm. you know, after learning all of the information and everything that uh, it was quite lengthy all of the information that, you know, we had taken in and, and learned. And then I got the call one day, uh, you know, and um, the crazy thing was I, I worked in the tech field for many years, uh, repairing computers and handling software issues and hardware repairs and just all kind of things. I've worked on a lot of different makes and models of different laptop, desktop, tablets and things like that. But uh, anyway, I got a phone call and I thought it was, I actually thought it was a call about a computer issue uh, because normally this person that would call me was normally a tech question. And I didn't take the call. I let it go to voicemail. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I told my wife, I said, yeah, so-and-so called, but I didn't take it because, you know, we were running out the door. We had it. We had some sort of family event that we were going out the door for. And my uh, my wife actually got a text message instantly when I when I said that to her. And this person said, please give us a call right away. So uh, my wife said, you, you need to call them back as, as quickly as you can, because something something's you know, they're they're in need to tell you something. And mm-hmm. so I, I called them back and ultimately the, the phone conversation kind of went like this, like. You know, my, uh, you know, Hey, this is, this is, uh, you know, your, your friend. And, and she says, Hey, this is my, my brother is, is passing away. And, uh, you know, sadly, but we, since he's a donor, we would like to know if you would like to have his kidney. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, Kyle. It was a, a bittersweet moment. It was cause you know, I knew these people I'd grown up around them. Uh, we were, you know, childhood friends. And, uh, even though we lived in different States now, um, you know, just, I'd known them a long time. And, uh, it, so it, you know, it really took me back and I was really like, I don't know, I was kind of, I was in shock, but then I was like, Oh wow. You know, I like, I get an opportunity here. And so mm-hmm. I had to reach out to some other people because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do at that time. Um, you know, first of all, the circumstances, it was a high risk, uh, kidney. And so, uh, but I ultimately, uh, after consulting with some advocates and talking with some other friends, I told them, uh, I ultimately called them back and accepted the kidney and, uh, you know, everything's been really successful. Uh, it went, the, the transplant surgery, uh, went really, really well. And, uh, it's just, it's been an amazing journey. You know, um, I will say this, uh, kid with kidney failure, that, uh, transplant is definitely the, uh, best form of treatment. So. That's, you know, I've heard that story a hundred times and I never get bored of hearing it. And it's, you know, it just gives me goosebumps every time I hear it of everything you went through from day one, you know, up until your transplant. And, you just have an awesome story. It's like watching Star Wars. I could watch it over and over again. Never be bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Yeah. It definitely is a is a traumatic one. You know. Uh, yeah. Just the other day, Kyle. I'm just going to share this with you. My my wife uh, showed me a video that they took of me leaving the uh, a hospital here when I was in emergency kidney failure in the helicopter and. She actually had some uh, some footage of of me leaving in the helicopter. She'd never showed she never sh- shared that with me before. Never showed no. it to me, and, uh, and she she felt like it was would make me uh, you know emotional. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, no, I'm glad that you shared that with me because it's you know that was uh, you know it was part of it, and so yeah. it, it was an awesome awesome uh, life altering experience for sure. Yeah. Uh, so you you have this traumatic experience that you go through. You're on dialysis and something happens to you. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, just a little bit before your transplant, 
there's a birth of a show. You start a podcast and a live stream show, Hope with Jonathan. You can you tell me a little bit about where the idea came from and and how it developed? Absolutely. Uh, during the course of my uh, looking for a, a donor, I started a Facebook page called uh, Hope for Jonathan. And Hope for Jonathan was basically just an advocacy page for me to find a donor. And uh, believe it or not, I was sharing for other people as well. Um, so that, you know, that became kind of part of my, my uh, advocacy work like right away because I kind of felt like, look, you know, I need a kidney, but, uh, you know, there's some other people out there that I'm connected with that they need kidneys too. And so I decided to share for them. And then uh, I got the opportunity to go on to a live stream show with uh, the Urban Health Outreach Network uh, mm -hmm. by way of uh, uh, Steve Belcher and uh, Jared Brown. I was on the Warriors Quest show. I was on um, Uncle Jim Meyer's show called Kidney Stories 2. Uh, and then uh, I also podcasted with uh, Kent Bressler's uh, uh, Kent's Kidney Stories podcast. And all of those shows were amazing. And it was a great way for me to share my story and a great way for me to advocate. And uh, it, from those experiences, I, I, I was like, you know, I kind of feel like that I want to do something like that. And I noticed uh, that there was a, a great need for uh, warriors to have a platform to share their story. And it, even though the, you know, I listed a, a couple of uh, other places that you can do that with, I realized there wasn't that many other people doing, you know, uh, this kind of thing where you were just letting people uh, share their story and, and uh, giving them a platform to, to do so. So, I, I, you know, I started Hope with Jonathan and um, uh, the idea of hope was, you know, is that that was my whole thing when I was battling kidney disease and uh, the near death experience. I wasn't sure how things were going to go at first. And, you know, I was living day to day and uh, it was, uh, you know, real. I had a lot of nerves and stuff and I just kept hanging on to that word hope and uh, and having hope and. You know, it just kind of became the uh, the Matt's God of uh, and the and and you know just what I relied on. Every everything revolved around having hope and being positive. And uh, you know, I just I really had to grasp a hold of that, and that's that's what I did. And uh, I felt like that needed to be kind of the the uh, the ideal and the and the mission of uh, of my show is it was all based around my near death experience and and uh and the ideal of having hope and I, I believe hope is a is a powerful word it's a it's a powerful uh way of thinking and uh you know you just you can never never lose hope and uh always hang on to hope and uh, so that's kind of where the the ideal came from was being on other shows and then also for the great need of uh, other people needing a, a platform to be able to share their their story battling kidney disease so nice nice so from the first day your show started your very first show to where you are today i've said i i kind of met you you know a few months after you started but you've gone you've started to grow very quickly and i you know i've been watching it from the sidelines and watching you grow and I've seen an international growth. You've had guests from Ireland, the UK, and not including myself, you've had about five other Canadians on your show, on your podcast and your live stream. And in in conversation, you said that your, your podcast, the Canadian following is growing also. Did you ever believe that your show would reach an international audience? Uh absolutely not i as a matter of fact I, I i'm only laughing because you know prior prior to kidney disease if you would have told me any of this would have ever happened i would have laughed at you because 
uh, kidney disease totally altered me and completely turned my life around, uh, changed me for the better. The whole, the whole near death experience and, uh, it changed me for the better, but no, absolutely not. I never would have thought that uh, anyone from uh, Canada or, or England or Ireland, uh, would ever, you know, even know who I was or know what I was doing. But, uh, you know, because of kidney disease, um, you know, definitely, uh, has broadened my, uh, my, my horizons and, um, you know, it took me into places that I never thought I would be, or, you know, as far as, uh, my show. And, um, uh, it's been, it's, it's just been an amazing journey, amazing honor to, uh, to be recognized, uh, by, you know, in those countries, uh, or, you know, for people to, uh, listen to my podcast and show, uh, but no, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's amazing, Kyle. It's, it's really been a, a great, uh, experience. And to be honest with you, uh, once, you know, once I announced what I was doing and things like that, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing that how many people have reached out and, wanted to be a part or wanted to have an interview or, or wanted to be on the show. Uh, the response has been, uh, amazing. So it's, it's just been, uh, it's continued to grow. And, uh, you know, with kidney disease, there's no shortage of, uh, of stories out there. There's, there's so many people, the need is so great. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many, so many people looking for a platform or looking for a way to advocate. And, uh, you know, that's what our show's about. Of course, uh, hope with Jonathan is, you know, we're leaning a little bit more toward the educational side. We're going to be doing some shows soon with doing that, but, but, uh, you know, we're always going to be looking for, uh, warrior stories to share. So. Yeah. So that's kind of leads into my next question. I know working with you, our visions change all the time from little pieces here, little pieces there, but do you have a, do you have an ultimate vision right now where you'd like to see hope with Jonathan? Absolutely. Uh, as we continue to grow, uh, we we're wanting to move into, like I mentioned before, you know, the educational side of things. Uh, we want to try to have more shows uh, for the prevention side. Uh, and so talking about, you know, uh, how to prevent kidney disease, things like that. A uh, little bit more education on uh, maybe some renal diets and and diets that would be safe for uh, kidney patients and also diets that would prevent you from uh, possibly uh, contracting kidney disease. And then if you're already a kidney uh, warrior or, or kidney patient, regardless of what stage you, you're at, we, you know, we want to give, give shows and uh, platform to be able to, uh, you know, educate you on, on things like, you know, what you should be trying to eat and then, uh, you know, have some, some shows that are educational that would be a, a little more, uh, you know, knowledgeable to where people feel like that they're gaining uh, some some knowledge on on the subject of kidney disease. So uh, that's that's pretty much the future of uh, Hope with Jonathan uh, right now. And uh, as we continue to grow, like you said, you never know we we could change things again. But that's pretty much where the direction's heading right now. Nice. Sounds very exciting. And I'm glad to be a part of it, too. Um, it's an honor to have you aboard. <laughs> so on your show and in private conversation you and I have had, we've talked about the difference between the American and Canadian systems in dealing with chronic kidney disease. Mm-hmm. With some of the things that you've learned about the Canadian system, what would you like to see the American system implement down there in the United States? Is there anything in particular? One thing that uh, that you've told me is that it seems like you guys get prepared for transplant a lot sooner than what we do. It seems like we push toward dialysis uh, at the early stages. Uh, and it seems like you guys up there are more geared toward, uh, you, you may need dialysis for a treatment eventually, but it seems like you guys get prepared for transplant a lot sooner than what we do. And mm-hmm. so we would, I would like to see us, uh, there's a word called preemptive, which means uh, you're going to avoid dialysis and, and get a transplant before you even need uh, dialysis as a, as a treatment. And so what we would like to see uh, here in the United States is a push toward 
patients uh, receiving preemptive transplants uh, versus pushing them toward trans toward uh, dialysis and uh, you know that's 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 the goal i think that is what i would like to see here in the states is uh more more push toward uh preemptive transplant uh versus pushing toward uh dialysis as as a form of treatment and and we know we all know that dialysis is uh if it's needed it's it's life-saving treatment and it'll keep you alive and keep you going if if your kidneys are in uh, you know stage four or five or whatever that you know esr you know stage five esrd we we know that that's a the dialysis is a form of treatment but you know we definitely don't want to always push the patient toward that if we can get them a donor and get them transplanted before then uh you know i think it's a way better form of treatment than pushing patients toward dialysis yeah Uh, so do i i totally agree one one other question that i'm i'm thinking that you know, we're hoping that we have a larger Canadian audience. You know, we hope we have an audience from around the world getting a Canadian's perspective on this show. But one thing I can think of our audience thinking right now is here you've told your story of your traumatic situation to your transplant and where you are now. Here in Canada, having universal health care, we, we don't pay for things. So I, I can see some some listeners right now envisioning you have a debt of, you know, billions of dollars from all your treatment and everything. Would you, would you like to kill one of the myths um, from a Canadian perspective that Americans, you know, are paying out of pocket for all this stuff? How did you, how did I, I know you've told me in the past, but for our listeners, would you like to elaborate a little bit on the American system and how, it's almost like a universal system when something like this happens to an American? Sure, absolutely. So there's a federal act that once you reach a complete kidney failure and you need dialysis, you're automatically covered by Medicare. Uh, Medicare is a federal program. So that means that, like I said, it doesn't matter where you're living at in which state. Uh, that one's a, a federal thing. So if you... Like I said, you reach complete kidney failure, you're on dialysis as treatment, you are covered by Medicare. And Medicare pretty much covers, you know, all of your, uh, at least 80% uh, of your treatment. And and then there's some other supplements and things that uh, you'll, you can get into uh, with different, there's different resources for the other 20%. And it's all kind of based upon where you're at uh, financially, things like that. Uh, now, if you have uh, private insurance, that's a complete uh, different ball game. And so, like, if you're able to continue to work and all that stuff, uh, uh, you know, then it, if you can stay on your job and continue to have private insurance uh, through your company or work, then that's a complete different bogging and, and you can choose to stay on your private insurance. You don't have to, uh, you know, go on Medicare, but, uh, if you don't have any other choice and, you know, you get into kidney failure, uh, then you, you can, you're automatically covered by Medicare. And like I said, it'll cover up to 80% of the cost. And then there's, like I said, there's some sup other supplemental programs out there that can help cover, uh, the tw- the other twenty percent, but those are uh, kind of based upon your your own personal situation. And then there's a, a statewide coverage, and this is based upon each state here in the United States. So I live in Texas, so it's a little bit different here. But uh, you you can apply for something called Medicaid, and uh, that that one's uh it's all based upon uh, income and all of that stuff. So there's a lot of different restrictions, but I could tell you as far as uh, any major bills or anything like that, I'm not in any, you know, major huge uh, in debt with uh, any hospital or any dialysis center. Um, I pay uh, a little bit out of pocket for my medications, but it's nowhere near uh, what someone would pay that doesn't have any insurance. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, um, no, no, uh, I'm not in like, uh, 
you know, thousands or, or hundreds of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands in debt to any hospital or dialysis center. We're, we're pretty well covered over here. And, uh, it's all, it's all based upon, uh, you know, the, a federal act that if, like I said, if you get into kidney failure, you're, you're pretty much, uh, automatically covered. Uh, but like I said, that's up to 80%. And then you, and then there's a 20% that has to be covered by some other supplemental and, that can be like Medicaid or, or if we have a private insurance or any of those type. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not as bad. I don't know exactly what myths may be out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not as bad as what uh, probably would, would think. Um, hmm. now I will say this, if you're not in kidney failure and you're just sick and you don't have insurance and, things like that and you haven't quite reached a complete kidney failure yeah it's uh it can be quite costly if you don't have any insurance at all it's it can be quite costly for sure so yeah that, i think that's where excuse me i i think that's where um some of the myths are um yeah, yeah. so some some people may be thinking no oh my gosh jonathan's like trying to get out of a billion dollar debt from a helicopter ride and a transplant <laughs> surgery. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, just to put it at rest for anyone that there are programs over there that there's not, I think, I think the number is 34 million Americans suffering from chronic kidney disease. So yes, uh, there's not 34 million people that are in massive debt. Yeah. No, no. Like I said, uh, if, if, if you don't have any insurance before you go into complete failure, kidney failure, if you're just like a stage two or stage three and having to go to the doctor, then you're going to need some sort of private uh, insurance. And if you don't have that, then you have to go on uh, a federal program that they have here, but you still are paying like out of pocket. And like I said, it can get quite, uh, quite costly and it's, it's uh it's it's like it's it's not it's nowhere near in like millions of dollars but it's it it can build up pretty quickly and um it's definitely something that you know needs to be addressed uh for for a lot of patients but mm-hmm. uh if you're if you're if you get into you know complete kidney failure though you are com- you know completely covered for the most part 80% Good. so okay. yeah so for our listeners, I, I just want to give the – I gave it at the beginning, but this show, Canadian Kidney Connections, was born with the pressure from Jonathan. Um, in conversation, he's told me many times, you have to start a show. You'd be good at it. You, you know, you should do it. You should do it. And it's gone on for a few months. You planted – I tell you all the time, I plant seeds. You planted the seed, and it's grown into an idea – um, it's growing also because of some of the things that we have in the background um, that we're working on with KWM and Hope with Jonathan. And But when I started the show or the idea was planted, I, I wanted it to be different. Um, you have Hope with Jonathan. There's Warrior's Quest. There's, you know, Uncle Jim. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has something. And a lot of the people we collaborate with kidney trails a second chance everyone everyone has a show and i thought how could i be different how can i how can my show be different from the rest and who can we help so i thought i'm i'm sitting up here north of the border i'm in canada i i can bring an audience of canadians which when i bring an audience of canadians brings an audience to hope with jonathan and these other shows. So I just want to personally thank you for, you know, giving me this push, giving me the idea, you know, and all your support, both with Kidney Warrior merch and and now Canadian Kidney Conversations, which, you know, they're they're a part of each other. But if it wasn't for, for the listeners, if it wasn't for Jonathan, this platform would have never been born. So I just want to personally thank you and then, you know, for giving me that push and the support that you've given me on both ends uh, of the spectrum here on helping kidney warriors. So thank you, sir. Absolutely, Kyle. Um, you you have a, 
a unique way that you uh, you talk with people, and I've seen you interact and are you know and talk with other patients and and people, and and you have a heart for advocacy, and I think you'll do well with these podcasts. Uh, podcasting is a great way to uh, share stories, uh, other other kidney warrior stories, and uh, it's just a great way to advocate. And uh, I thought you'd be great at it. Uh, first of all, you you have a you have a great voice. And then number two, you have a face for radio. Uh, <laughs> so, no, uh, just kidding. But, uh, but no, man, I think you, I think you'll do well. And uh, I, I, I look for great things to come out of the uh, Canadian uh, Kidney Conversations podcast. So, thanks. So, before we close out this amazing episode, just I'd like to take a moment to thank you for coming on today and taking time out of your day to speak with people from Canada and all around the world and sharing your story. But I'd like to give you a moment, just like a a free moment to talk about, you know, anything that you would like to add to the show that you feel we forgot. And also if you can add on um, where people can find hope with Jonathan and find you, if they want to connect with you. Absolutely. Uh, I think what I would probably just like to share here at the end is that if you're going through life and, you know, all of a sudden you realize that you, you're dealing with kidney disease and, uh, you know, they're, they're telling you that you're going to um, have kidney failure ultimately, whether you contract, uh, whether it's a FSGS, lupus, Alport, uh, IGAN, uh, polycystic kidney disease, kidney uh, you know, chronic kidney disease, uh, no matter how you end up uh, contracting it, or maybe you already know that, uh, you know, you were born with it or whatever the case would be, just know that this isn't a death sentence. And, uh, you know, you, you have options, you have ways of, uh, treatment. And, uh, also ultimately, uh, you definitely need to push toward transplant. I would say, you know, transplant is the best form of treatment for kidney disease. And uh, always lean upon your, uh, you know, support groups. Find you a support group, whether that be uh, family, friends, community, uh, church. No matter where you can find support, definitely lean upon your support system, you know, especially when you're battling a chronic disease like kidney disease, you definitely need a, a great support system. And uh, just continue to surround yourself with positive people and, uh, you know, hang on to hope. Uh, the, the word hope is is a powerful word. So uh, just always try to stay as positive as possible. You're, you're going to have a uh, you're going to have moments where you're going to have uh, bad days. You're going to have uh, stumbling blocks. You're going to have bump, bumps in the road, so to speak. And uh, on those days, that's when you definitely are going to need to lean upon your support groups and support system. But uh, like I said, always hang on to hope and uh, continue to, to stay engaged with your team and uh, try to just listen and learn as quickly as possible. And, uh, just remember that you're not alone and you're not fighting this battle alone. There's many of us out here that are, are living um, testimony of, of faith and, and hope and surviving uh, with uh, life with kidney disease. And uh, to answer uh, Kyle's question about where you can find us, so we have a, a YouTube channel over on YouTube called Hope with Jonathan. And uh, I'm a, I'm a pretty much on all social media platforms you can pretty much find us on uh, you know facebook instagram uh twitter i do some uh crazy tiktok dancing over on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> uh no just just kidding but uh you you can find us uh, pretty much all of our social links are on our website at uh, com. and uh again guys uh, fo- follow us or subscribe over on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can watch most of our live interviews over there. Also uh, listen to our podcast. I have them put over there as well, but you can also look up our podcast on most streaming platforms, such as Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, any of your uh, most popular uh, streaming platforms for the podcast. You can find those there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find us. And um, you know, we look forward to interact and, and uh, talk with uh, 
any any kidney warrior doesn't matter you know where you're located we're uh we're connected by kidney disease so we'd be willing to talk with you and i appreciate kyle i want to say this before i i I jump off is i appreciate kyle for what he's doing in the kidney community and um i really really look for great things to come out of this podcast and appreciate him appreciate his friendship and his family uh for being uh, good friends to me and uh really really appreciate kyle for having the uh, fortitude and the uh the strength and uh to uh, contact me when he did because you know he didn't have a clue in the world who i was who i was or you know what kind of personality i had or anything but i think he may have had an idea by just watching my show or but uh you know just because he he reached out now you know me and kyle are, are teamed up and doing you know great things together uh you know, in the kidney community. And this it's just been a great, uh, great, uh, friendship. And, and, uh, it's just, a, it's an honor to be one of your first guests on, on your podcast. So. You couldn't, I had to take the guy that pressured me into it. <laughs> That's the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a real arm twister. So. <laughs> but anyways, friend, I thank you for those words. I thank you for, you know, being a guest today on Canadian Kidney Conversations, not only for doing what you did today, but for your friendship and support in the past and the present and in the future. I just thank you for everything that you've done for me. And I look forward to the same thing, more amazing projects coming out and everything growing together just as we reach out to more and more people. So thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. No problem, Kyle. All right. Thank you, and you have a good night, sir. All right. You take care. Thanks. So for our listeners, we thank you for your support. If you would like to be a guest on our show, you can find us on on our Facebook page or group, CanadianKidneyConversations.com. Also on our website, hosted by KWM, found at www.KidneyWarriorMerch.com. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And let's make the true north strong and kidney disease-free. Thank you. This has been another episode of Canadian Kidney Conversations. We would like to thank our guest, Jonathan Trailer, host of the live stream show and podcast, Hope with Jonathan. If you would like to contact Jonathan, you can find him on all social media platforms. You can find episodes of his show on his YouTube channel by searching Hope with Jonathan. We thank you for joining us. And until our next episode, let's make the true North strong and kidney disease free. Hope with Jonathan podcast live stream shows. Hope with Jonathan is a live stream show also a podcast hosted by transplanted kidney warrior Jonathan Trailer. Hope with Jonathan interviews kidney warriors also kidney professionals from around the world. Giving all kidney warriors an opportunity to tell their story. Based out of Texas, Hope with Jonathan is truly an international show. With past guests from England, Ireland, Canada and of course the United States. Hope with Jonathan can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, but most importantly all episodes can be found on YouTube. So please remember to like, share and subscribe. Hope with Jonathan giving hope. One episode at a time.